Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rush on Rock 102. Hey, speaking of Rush, Rush to get playoff tickets for the Calder Cup. The tickets went on sale yesterday for your Springfield Thunderbirds. How about that? It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday, after all. We'll talk to Tommy Cross after 8 o'clock and uh, even give away some tickets. Nice. To uh, an upcoming home game. It's also Get to Know Your Customers Day today. And it's National High Five Day. So the history of the high five coming up in about 25 minutes in your first look at the sports. Damn. Yeah. How exciting. I know. Whew. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a cold compress just to even thinking about it. <laughs> it's 535. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Foreigner. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Highs of about 60 today. Sunshine. And then pretty much the same for the rest of the week. Mid-60s with clear skies. We got uh, a nice pocket of weather here. All right, let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. With yours truly, Dave Coombs, filling in for Steve Nagel, who's on vacation. And I guess... This was bound to happen on 420 day yesterday. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial took a bit of a bizarre twist. Did you hear about this? I read a little bit about it. (laughs) Depp testifying that he was hoping to just stop by and pick up some of his things from the home he shared with Amber Heard when he discovered somebody had pooped on the side of the bed. It can happen. Followed a massive fight between the two. According to Depp's account, the fight took place on Heard's 30th birthday when he turned up one hour and 40 minutes late to the dinner party. Hmm. Well, well, that's not a good deal. I mean, if your wife's going to have a birthday party, you got to show up on time. Well, I mean, yeah. If, if what he's saying is true, I have no reason to believe it's not. Doesn't sound like it was a great place to hang out at anyway. Sometimes, you know, avoiding going home makes a lot of sense. The verbal argument between the two turned physical and then Heard allegedly struck him repeatedly. So he decided to leave. When he tried to return to collect his belongings, a security guard showed him a photo of, quote, human fecal matter splattered on the side of the bed. Hmm. Depp testified in court, quote, it was so bizarre and grotesque, I could only laugh. Yeah, you know, uh, seems to me that if you're in a relationship in which fecal matter is involved, <laughs> it's time to start seeing other people. Well, fecal matter is going to be involved in any relationship, backs, but maybe not spreading in, in, it. In this kind of situation, <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know what? I think we've reached an impasse. So I, I, I think we need to agree to disagree from here on out. According to Heard, Ms. Heard said, Oh, no, no, that mess was caused by the teacup Yorkies, our little dogs. <laughs> In response, Depp said, That did not come from a dog. Especially from a teacup Yorkie. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a sad situation, frankly, because yes. it sounds like a. <laughs> it sounds like a. 
<laughs> like, it was so dysfunctional. And, uh, you know, he does, when he's testifying, sound like an abuse victim. It's, it's very sad. As you said, sad, but for us a godsend here on well, the Rock 102 Morning Show. Yes, but, I mean, <laughs> how much focus do you want to put on, on the sheets? And how do you wash that? Do you wash it out or you just throw them away? Yeah, I think you could probably wash it out. You know, if you, I mean, similar if you got uh, skid marks on your underwear, you, you wash well, that thing out. I think it really depends on the thread count and how expensive they were. True. Well, you got to believe that a couple of that caliber has some high thread count sheets. You, you never know. Sometimes the uh, rich people like a low thread count. They probably bought it at uh, Walmart in a, uh, in a bargain bin. At that point, you just roll it up in a ball, shove it in a bag, and get rid of it. All right. That's what I would do. I'm not gonna spend the like a whole day pre-spotting from my teacup Yorkie. Whole day what? All day pre-spotting. What is what is pre-spotting? Well, it's like when you take like a like a, some shout and you shout out the stain, then you wash it. How does a man of your caliber even know about that, dude? I have done more than my share of laundry. So have I, but I'd never pre-spotted before. Or maybe, well, I, maybe I did it, but I just didn't have a name for it. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I've just given you a name. Hey, in other Hollywood news, there will be no slapping at the Tony Awards. You know, this following up the Will Smith-Chris Rock incident recently at was the Oscars. There, was there a great threat that there would be? Well, I think all the award shows are trying to prevent against... Something like that occurring. Uh, according to Deadline, producers sending a letter to potential ticket buyers with a list of questions and information that included the fact that the Tony Awards will now have a strict no violence policy. That's in, probably for the best. In the event of an incident, the perpetrator would be removed from the event immediately. The theater is no place for violence. And there was nothing in the rules there about pooping, by the way. So maybe, I would hope not. I, maybe they could do that. Who knows? Well, a former member of the Survivor cast on television has passed away. Ralph Kaiser, dead at the age of 56, a former cast member in Survivor Redemption Island. Yeah. When was the last time you spent even a second watching Survivor? That would be season one. Season one. Yes. Exactly. Right. What are we, in season 30 or something I, like that something, now? I think season two mm -hmm. was uh, was when I jumped off the uh, the bandwagon. <laughs> and yet, it's been a whole line of work for the host of that show. Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. The family of the deceased former contestant, Ralph Kaiser, saying that he died yesterday on 420 after suffering a heart attack. Kaiser, a farmer from Lebanon, Virginia, competed in the 22nd season of Survivor, which aired in 2011. Oh, yeah, the 22nd. That was the good one. Yeah, and for you Survivor trivia nuts out there, what tribe did he belong to, Bax? Any idea? I have no idea. The Zapatera tribe. That was going to be my first guess, but I didn't want to be, uh, you know, just like shooting from the hip. Fast and Furious will be officially retitled for its 10th installment. Speaking of long-running series, right. you got Survivor, you got Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious 10 will officially be titled Fast X. See what they did there? Oh, I see what they did, uh -huh. yeah. How about they just retitle it 
one more of these. <laughs> well, that's kind of what they started to do with the Rocky movies, right? <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel shared the latest news on Instagram yesterday, again on 420, as production began on the latest installment of the action franchise. Fast X is set to bow in theaters on May 19th in 2023. Write it down. Oh, yeah. Let me get a pen uh, and some car- and some uh, index cards. Yeah, and, I should be ready to go. And that's your Hollywood Trash. The 102-second sports coming up next. A debt management plan is the simple, safe way to get out. The following takes place between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. Well, it is 6.01 on Rock 102. Weather today, uh, highs of about 60 with sunshine, mid-60s for the rest of the week, and lots of clear skies headed our way. The weather is brought to you by Serveview Locksmiths. They've got a key for that, St. James Avenue, Springfield, or ServeYouLocksmiths.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Basketball Celtics coming from 17 behind to beat the Nets last night, 114 to 107. Celts are up two zip in that playoff series. Elsewhere in NBA playoff action, Philadelphia went up three zip on Toronto in their series, and Chicago evened its series 1 1 with the Milwaukee Bucks. Meantime, bit of a surprise. Hall of Fame basketball coach Jay, Jay Wright retiring after 21 seasons as head coach at Villanova just weeks after he led the Wildcats to the Final Four. Wright will begin a new role as special assistant to the university's president, a.k.a. handsome fundraiser. The new Villanova coach is Fordham's Kyle Neptune. What a name. Hockey, the Bruins at Pittsburgh tonight against the Penguins at 7. You can hear that game on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Thunderbirds, Calder Cup playoff tickets went on sale yesterday for our AHL heroes, and it is a Thunderbird Thursday on Rock 102. We'll have Tommy Cross, the defenseman, joining us after 8 and give away some tickets. Stay tuned. Football, Julian Edelman's old Patriots jersey is taken. On Instagram yesterday, Devontae Parker posted a Photoshop of himself wearing number 11. The caption read, quote, I don't give a damn if you like it or not, end quote. The former Dolphins wide receiver recently picked up by New England. Baseball, Toronto over the Red Sox 6-1. to Sox were one out of 14 with runners in scoring position. That's not going to get it done. Trevor Story, by the way, got hit in the head with a 93-mile-per-hour fastball and stayed in the game for the Sox. They host Toronto at 135 today. And as promised, the quick history of the high five on National High Five Day. Back in 1977, Dusty Baker hit a home run for the Dodgers, and when he got to home plate, Glenn Burke, his teammate, raised his hand, and they slapped hands in a victorious salute. Thus began the high five, and then one year later, University of Louisville's basketball team switched up their regular low fives on the home court thanks to Wiley Brown and Derek Smith. And there you have it, Bax, the history of the high five. Going to have to grab myself another index card and a pen. Play responsibly. Toronto growing. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever the Springfield Thunderbirds have Bruce Landon bobblehead night, they don't necessarily have to call in the state police. When the Red Sox schedule Raphael Devers hat night, you shouldn't have to alert the National Guard and have them secure the perimeter. But if you're going to fly an airplane over the nation's capital so that paratroopers can safely land inside a baseball stadium as part of a pregame celebration, then perhaps you might want to pick up the phone and let someone know you're doing it. 
Yesterday, the United States Capitol was briefly evacuated after the Washington Nationals thought that it would be a great idea to have dudes jump out of a plane and parachute onto the field in Nationals Park. After all, what better way is there to distract you from the fact that you purchased tickets to see two teams with losing records play baseball than with a good old-fashioned threat to national security? You see, the Nationals, who are getting ready to be destroyed by the Arizona Diamondbacks 11-2, scheduled this pregame demonstration without warning the Capitol Police or the FAA or any other governmental agency about what they had planned. Because, you see, the Nationals thought this would be just another great promotional opportunity, whereas authorities would have been within their right to scramble fighter jets and shoot these guys right out of the sky. Or perhaps they could have blasted them with a few surface-to-air missiles. Now, that would have been one hell of a promotion. Thankfully, nobody was killed, but it's still very early in the day. All I can tell you is, is that when the U.S. government is forced into an emergency evacuation, it might be time to reconsider your promotional schedule for the remainder of the season, because a Nationals game should never be the cause of a military response of any kind, because that would have been much worse than getting blown out by the worst team in baseball. Almost. But hey, and if I'm I, Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, got an Ace Rewards card? It's the way to get instant rebates right at the register at Rocky's Ace Hardware. No mail-in nonsense, no redeem online or rigmarole. Get an Ace Rewards card today, there's nothing to it. You just sign up and you'll always get the best deals at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612. And Aerosmith with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Steve on vacation and uh, Aerosmith's frontman Steven Tyler fresh off his appearance at the Barking Crab. Buying some seafood in Boston over the weekend. Taking pictures with everybody. Well, I mean, it's not like a paid appearance. I no. mean, it's not like he's the, you're there with the, the, the wheel of seafood. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but give him credit for being a good guy. These photographs are actually very engaging. It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Cross will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We mm-hmm. also have uh, tickets to the uh, the game for Saturday against the, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. That's uh, that's coming up uh, later on today. Yeah, by the way, the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, in my opinion, should change their name. Not the Penguins part, but, you know, you got a hyphen in there for a sports team. I mean, just decide. Either Wilkes-Barre or Scranton, in my opinion. Well, I've been to both cities. Yes. I wouldn't want to pick one over the other either. That's I know. a really tough choice. I know, I know. And I know they're, they're right next to each other, and they're essentially one market. I get it. But you don't hear the Minneapolis-St. Paul twins. It's the Minnesota twins. And it used to be, I think, just Scranton. And I think the baseball team is just the Scranton Yankees, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember what the, get, what it is. Get but yeah, rid pick, of the hyphen. Come on. It's, pick a town. Where you know where's the where's their stadium located in? Is right, it, exactly. Does, I, it, does I, it straddle both? No. Both borders? No, it's in Scranton. Well, then call yourselves the Scranton Penguins for crying out loud. Right, and screw Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> Wilkes-Barre's got its own problems. Why should, uh, why should Scranton be forced to bear the bur- the burden of Wilkesbury. Or better yet, maybe have another team in Wilkesbury and then keep the team in Scranton. Then you've got a great rivalry ready to go. Sure. You know? That would be fine. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's, it's been bothering me for a long time to have to say, you know, the Th- Springfield Thunderbirds are taking on the Wilkesbury scranton Penguins. It's too long. Yeah. They just say the Penguins. Yes. And let uh, everybody else figure it out. Exactly. Grab your... Uh, 
You grab your schedule and look it up. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. All right, you know, uh, you know, I, I consider myself to be a, a moderately generous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily toss it out there, but mm-hmm. you know where I'm leaving my tens of dollars for the uh, for the betterment of uh, my fellow man. But I have a but I have a limit. Like yeah. the, like this, I can I can only be so uh, philanthropic. Okay, where I say okay, there's. There's a fine line between either uh, being generous, taken advantage of, or being stupid. I see what you mean. And before you get to your story, I'll say that yesterday I had an occurrence of this happen at the TJ Maxx in Enfield where they asked me when I was checking out, would you like to contribute some money to Autism Speaks? Sure. I said, sure. How much? A buck. And I thought that was fair because I was only purchasing about $5 worth of items. Well, there you go. So there. So let's see now that uh, that shows uh, many people, including the people working at a TJ Maxx, mm-hmm. that if there's a guy out there with a dollar, it's Dave Coombs. There you go. And it, and it proves, to your point, that you have a limit when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I read this uh, story this morning. A Massachusetts mm-hmm. man won $1 million in an instant lottery game, plans to split the jackpot with a friend mm-hmm. for a good deed. Okay. Eric Cochran of Methuen, a winner of a $1 million prize in the Mass State Lottery's uh, $10 million Winter Riches instant ticket game. Mm-hmm. Cochran uh, brought his son's guitar to this, this friend, John Galvin, uh, and his guitar store for to repair the guitar. Yep. According to the lottery officials, Galvin did not charge Cochran for the repair since his son had health issues earlier in the week. Cochran insisted that Galvin accept at least 40 bucks, but Galvin refused to take any payment. Okay. Said, no, this one's on me. No big deal. Uh, and then, according to lottery officials, Cochran decided that he would purchase two $20 instant tickets, and he told his friends, if I win a million dollars, we're splitting it. Hmm. Now, here's where I am not anything like this guy. I would never, ever say to somebody, hey, if I win, a, if I win the jackpot, I'm going to split it with you. Mm-hmm. I would never say that because, right. one, it means nothing because anytime I buy a scratch ticket, it's usually a loser. So I, I, there's no chance of you win. Me telling you that right. has no weight. Well, in reality. Well, actually, then if you know you're going to lose anyway, like you and I both would do, then you can say it without any fear of retribution. Right. An hour later, these two guys are off to lottery headquarters. Yep. Cochran claimed that uh, claimed the prize last Friday. Choosing the cash option, receiving a one-time payment of six hundred and fifty thousand dollars before taxes. Sweet. So Cochran purchased the winning ticket at uh, some store in Methuen, uh, and the store receives their ten thousand dollar bonus. Mm, right. All right. So the guy uh, does a nice thing. Kid's sick, fixes the guitar, doesn't charge the dad. All right, that's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. If I want a million dollars. It's going to take a hell of a lot more than a guitar repair for me to want to split it with you. Well, maybe he had no other friends, and maybe that was just the, the you know, it, it was a, it was a good gesture because, you know, boy, I don't have any, but boy, but boy, that was nice, so I'll share it with this guy. Maybe yeah. it's the default. I know, but you never want to overpromise. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what, in a situation like that, do you say, all right, I, I, I accidentally said this, but is there a way out of this? Yeah. Because I'm about to win. A million dollars on a scratch ticket. Right. So here's ten bucks. Let's call it. A, let's call it even. I'll give you. I'll give you five hundred bucks mm-hmm. out of my million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it, it. And I'll even add the forty dollars for the cost of the repair. I'll give you five hundred and forty dollars. Will that be enough to shut you up, or mm-hmm. are you going to sit there and 
and badger me for the half million dollars, which apparently you I offered. I don't. I don't think if you're the recipient, I don't think you're going to quibble over that. If you're being offered five hundred and forty dollars, I don't think you're going to say, "Oh, but you promised me." Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. See, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. See, but even if someone said that to mm-hmm. me and they want a million dollars, hey, if I win, I'll split it with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that as a joke, right? And I'm also not going to go to a guy and say, "Hey." You owe me a half a million dollars because of something you said. Now, I'm, I'm, that's just me. I wouldn't take somebody's money unless I truly earned that money. You know, what you need is evidence of the promise. There used to be a politician back in New York State. Her name will go nameless, but she used to record every single conversation she had throughout the day, whether it was on a radio station or just picking up dry cleaning. Just in case she had the recording to prove one way or the other if she needed it in court. Isn't that illegal? Uh, you know, I don't know. Why? Well, actually, I, maybe it, in New York State, it's, it's, it's not, in the in state of New York, it's not. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. But anyway, that would be a great way to get out of all this stuff uh, or prove anything right or wrong. Just record all your conversations all the time. For example, I'm recording right now. Well, I'm recording <laughs> over here too. I got my eye on you. It's like, you know, you know, for example, yes. uh, a while back, mm-hmm. a listener, and I will not name his name, but uh, he knows who I'm talking about, uh, wanted to make a bet, a, uh, I believe it was a Super Bowl bet, mm-hmm. or, or a playoff uh, game bet. It was a, de- it was a football bet, and, okay. I, and I, I said, you know, this team's going to win, and he said, no, they're not, this team's going to win, and uh, he said, do you want to bet? And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to bet because mm-hmm. I'm not a gambler. Yep. I'm not a gambling guy. Right. Well, it turns out that if I had uh, accepted the bet, I would have won. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't think anything uh, of it. And this guy winds up sending me a check. <laughs> I know the guy you're talking about. And I'm thinking, I can't take this guy's money. Right. I didn't. I mean, I didn't agree to mm-hmm. the uh, to the bet, right? So I mean, some people would just say, "Well, I'm going to endorse this right away and cash it." I'm mm-hmm. like, I didn't earn this money. Yes. I didn't agree to the bet. Yeah. What if it was a half a million dollars, though? Well, that's different. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm like already in your account. No, I mean, no. True. In in, in all fairness, I don't. And maybe this may sound naive, but mm-hmm. I really believe this. If I don't earn it, mm-hmm. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. You know, if you, if if suddenly this guy wrote me a check for a half million dollars. Right. I'd still turn it down. Yeah. I'd still say, listen, you know, we didn't handshake on it. We didn't, uh, we didn't, we didn't both agree to any of this. It's mm-hmm. not, not in my mind, didn't even reach the level of a verbal contract. Right. It was me saying, I'm not gambling. I'm not betting with you. And all of a sudden he sends me a check. And, so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm and, never going to cash this. And where is this transaction at right now? It's still just laying I told, there. I, he was, he was insisting that I cash the check. I know. I know. And I said, dude, Void the check. Uh-huh. I'm not going to take your money. All right. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. And that's and that's it. But in a situation like this, man, I don't know if mm-hmm. I would if I would take it. And I certainly don't think I would offer it. Right. So I, I I'm looking at this from both both sides. Well, I would not offer to split a jackpot. Maybe we could reach one or both of these parties and have them explain it on no, the air no, or, no, or, no, or no, battle no. it out on the show here. No, because, I mean, it's it's resolved. It's done. Okay, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's never going to happen. It, right. We're not still in the middle of negotiations no, here. No, no, I don't mean you between you and our listener. No, I mean no, no. these other two guys. Oh, they, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not an argument. They're, yeah. they're, they're both in agreement. Okay. The, guy, right. the guy took the payment. 
Well, and the guy offered uh, half. We could we could actually present him with the whole. Foo Fighters on Rock 102. Back, Steve and Dave. Good morning. Uh, today is a Thunderbird Thursday. We will have uh, tickets to give away. That whole big prize pack with the, the four hats, the four koozies, the uh, vouchers for food. That's coming up a little bit later on after we speak with Tommy Cross from the uh, the Thunderbirds just after 8 o'clock. All right, 6.30 right now. And coming up next in the Rock 102 News, the Mass Pike was closed down for quite a bit yesterday during our show. Again, these things seem to happen during our program, Bex. Mm. And yet we didn't. <laughs> Hear anything about it. Nope, but, but we'll have all the details of that chase and standoff coming up next. With your Western Mass News first 20. 634. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Both directions of the Mass Pike near Stockbridge shut down yesterday during our show because of a standoff between police and a runaway fugitive. An Illinois man leading cops on a chase after police approached him sleeping in the back of a stolen vehicle. Mass State Police say they approached 48-year-old Kevin Aldaker of Poplar Grove, Illinois. This happened Around seven twenty-four yesterday morning. All right. So, uh, what's the uh, what's the bigger crime here? Stealing the car, crossing state lines, or falling asleep in the vehicle? I, I think you got all of them going on. Although I used to fall asleep in a vehicle if I was tired. I'd pull over on the side of the road and I'd take a little nap if I felt like I was being unsafe behind the wheel. Or sometimes, just during the middle of the day, being a morning radio guy, you can identify with this. I just get tired and I want to take a nap. I would pull my car into the covered parking garage at a shopping mall uh-huh nice and dark and cool in there just go to sleep for a while it's a little creepy don't you think yeah but is it illegal is it bad i don't know if it's illegal just creepy yeah i mean i've never uh, i mean i whenever i've had to like drive cross country mm-hmm. i may pull over to a parking lot take like a like a 20 minute nap right and uh and then refresh myself mm-hmm. but I don't normally like pull over just to go, uh, you know, catch a little shy. Well, uh, typically speaking, yeah. Well, this wasn't a case of that. So yesterday morning at the Charlton Service Plaza, while he was sleeping in the car that was reportedly stolen out of Biddeford, Maine, this guy, Kevin Oldacker, had a trooper approach him and ask him to get out of the vehicle. Not only did Oldacker not do that, he refused to unlock the doors for the policeman. And said, I can't find my keys. Because <laughs> I don't have any. He then suddenly turned on the ignition and gunned it. Driving away westbound on the pike. With cops in close pursuit. Mm-hmm. While driving the stolen 2011 Mitsubishi Endeavor, he reached speeds of 110 miles per hour. Who knew a Mitsubishi could go that fast? Well, some of those Mitsubishis are kind of sporty. Yeah. Not too surprised. He also used crossovers. In between the eastbound and westbound lanes on the Mass Pike to evade cruisers in Chicopee and in Ludlow. Then he exited the turnpike in Ludlow and then re-entered the highway, continuing west. I mean, these are some sophisticated, evasive moves. Ooh, this is going to really reflect on his uh, insurance premiums. I think, right? Uh, Eventually, he was stopped in Stockbridge after police used a tire deflation device. 
I love it when they get to that yeah, point. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But you, know, you think, all right, so this guy's been in hot pursuit since Charlton. Yes. And it took him to Stockbridge. I mean, when you're going 110 miles an hour, I suppose, yeah. that doesn't take that long to get to Stockbridge. <laughs> right. But nevertheless. So there's great pictures, by the way, at MassLive.com of the standoff with cops like aiming their guns at the guy's vehicle and like there's like 20 vehicles all around there surrounding his car. Eventually, after he stopped, he then still refused to get out of the car. So that led to a standoff with the cops that I just described. The Mass Pike was closed for quite some time, since been reopened, of course. The suspect in custody about 30 minutes after the standoff began. Damn. I know. But, you know, I mean, uh, was did he have anything illegal with him? Like, uh, was he trying to avoid, like, a drug arrest or yeah, something? I doesn't doesn't say. And maybe there's going to be more details coming out of this. I'm certainly interested in watching the developments of this case. Because it's, you know, it's one thing to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested to find out, well, why was he a jerk in this situation? Fair enough. I think that's, those are reasonable questions. we got more criminals here in our midst. Holyoke police investigating a robbery at a store at the mall in Holyoke, where suspects stole about $1,500 in merchandise. From the State Line video game store. Surveillance photos shared by Holyoke police showing the suspects inside the store at the Holyoke Mall on Monday. They're asking for help in identifying these suspects who are still on the loose. And the pictures are pretty good from the surveillance cameras. They're not wearing masks or anything? They are, but I think there's enough identifying features to the photographs that I think they're going to get busted here. The suspects allegedly stole five Nintendo Switch gaming systems. And walked out of the store. Consoles estimated to be worth about $1,500. Really? Wow, they've gone up to that much? I, again, maybe because of the pandemic and, again, the supply chain issues yeah, back. I know. I mean, yeah, that, that shows you how out of touch I am with, uh, with gaming these days. Yeah. Springfield, more criminals. Scrap metal dealer, Joseph Friedman company agreeing to pay $165,000 to make system improvements to settle allegations that it illegally discharged industrial stormwater into a tributary of the Chicopee River. Is that wrong? You're not supposed to do that? Not supposed to do that. Where are you supposed to put your filthy water? I, you know, I, I think you can dump it in the Charles near Boston. Yeah, well, that's everybody does. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah, the Chicopee River is a pristine and beautiful waterway. Sure. Yeah. And one of the places that Steve Nagel goes magnet fishing, by the way, isn't that? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if he picks and chooses you know, the most contaminated waterways uh, in the area. Well, this whole report coming from Maura Healy and the state attorney attorney general's office saying Wednesday that the majority of the money, the one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars that Joseph Friedman Company had to pay, that will go to improving local water quality and health inequities faced by Springfield residents. So we all benefit from this in the long run. So I guess in a way, he's doing us all a favor. Sure. Hey, Massachusetts is considered to be the most bicycle-friendly state in the country. Not as far as I'm concerned. No, because you got hit. I did. But this is according to a report from the League of American Bicyclists. Who knew there was even such a thing? That would be LAB, League of American Bicyclists. Mm -hmm. The state... Got the number one spot after getting an A grade in categories like infrastructure. I don't see that one because there's a lot of potholes I run over while I'm cycling. Sure. Funding, no idea, and policies. 
Well, so, I mean, I, I will say there's a lot more bike uh, lanes than ever before. Although I got to tell you, I'm driving down Bay Street the mm-hmm. other day. Yeah. Okay. In uh, in Pine Point, about to cross Berkshire Avenue. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if you're aware of that neighborhood, but there's you know there's a big gas station. And it's a big, uh, you know, crosswalk for kids going to school. Right. And uh, there is a bike lane. Uh, you know, like you're heading towards, you're heading towards like, uh, like Central High School. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there's a bike lane on the right side of, of the road, but the right hand turn goes beyond the bike lane. Okay. So that the bike lane. If you're turning right onto Berkshire Avenue. Okay. You've got to cross the bike lane. Okay. To me, that doesn't seem safe. That seems dangerous to me. Yeah. You know, because vehicle traffic doesn't always see the bicyclist behind you. And if you cross the lane to turn, you could very easily smash into the uh, the kid on the bike. Or the adult on the bike. <laughs> and, and the problem is mm-hmm. that same exact situation exists in Chicopee. It exists in Holyoke and in other areas where... Okay, we've made accommodations for the bicyclists, but are they really safe? I'm not so sure they are. I I can vouch for the fact that I don't feel safe. No. Which which is why I don't bicycle on the roadways anymore, even though we are the most bicycle-friendly state in the country, according to this new study. I now pile my bicycle into the back of my Honda Pilot, drive to Forest Park, and then cycle around in that area where it's safe and cars can only go about 10 miles per hour. You know what I do? Mm-hmm. I have uh, an exercise bike in the house. Yeah, really? I don't face any traffic because I'm not going anywhere. Once I'm home, I'm pretty much home. And I'll, how go on that, I'll go on that, <laughs> yeah. spend a half hour, wow. get a little bit of a sweat nice. going, and then uh, not use it for another couple of weeks. I know. But nevertheless, I'm not in any danger of getting hit by a vehicle. Well, and I like it that way. I bet you do. 643 with the backs, Steve and Dave. We're going to have highs of about 60 today with sunshine, then mid 60s for the rest of the week. Coming up next in the mass hat, <laughs> this story out of Brazil is going to hurt most of us guys when oh. we hear this. That's all I'm going to say. There was some surgery conducted by some doctors down there that's going to cause you pain. Stay tuned. Details straight ahead on Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 and the Rolling Stones and Rock 102. So 60 for the high today. Lots of sunshine. Pretty much that way the rest of the week. Mid-60s with pretty clear skies right through the weekend. We got that going for us, which is nice, right? Yes. And right now. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Doctors in Brazil in the crosshairs today, Bax. Okay. A boy born with two penises had to have one removed. But that's only part of the real story i read the story yesterday and i was trying to think well you know what's a what's a great uh, a good joke about it but you know the the real tragedy isn't that he was born with two penises mm-hmm. it's that his mom is a jerk the youngster from brazil a one in a million baby one of the boys to be born with a duplicated penis there are actual medical terms for this we'll get to that doctors in sao paulo saying to date only 100 males with the condition called diphalia have been reported in medical literature. 
They described their own case in the Journal of Pediatric Urology of a boy with the two penises side by side on his body. Uh-huh. He had, quote, complete diphalia, as opposed to having only, quote, an accessory penis or stump. Right. This is two penises. Yes. At once. Yes. On the same human body. Side by side. Coming from the same area of the of the body. <laughs> the only area where they would normally come from. That is correct. The unnamed patient, two years old, by the time he had surgery, observing that the left penis was larger, the team of doctors had planned to save the larger one <laughs> and get rid of the smaller right member. Both penises, although differing in size, yes. were visibly similar and functioning. Visibly, that is. To the untrained eye. That's right. They looked like they were practically the same penis. But they weren't. They were not. The mom said that both penises had the ability to become erect. Now, how she knew that, I don't know. I guess just observing her young child. It happens. Even, even at a young age. Yes. Medics discovering that the boy, though, could urinate only from the smaller penis. That was confirmed <sighs> by the mother. The urethra of the larger organ... Yes. ...too narrow for urine to pass through. Therefore, the larger penis had to go. All right. You know what? This is what I'm getting at. <laughs> this is where mom is a jerk. I have to believe there's a procedure. Yes. That could happen. That could have helped him pee more uh you know more regularly from the larger penis and now this kid who at two years old should be somewhat self-aware of what's going on i guess goes from one to, goes from two to one and they didn't even take the good one right well i mean this is an outrage this is the kind of thing that has a kid resenting his mother for the remainder of his life yeah and plus maybe his earning potential dropped significantly you know he could have gone into porn movies i i don't know i you know again uh, you, you, you <laughs> i don't know although you know a lot of women say backs you know size doesn't matter right that's and that's what they tell me some of those women are lying <laughs> but so I, I i mean i see both sides here so to speak sure but there's got to be something they could have done medically to Save the larger penis mm -hmm. to make it better functioning, to make it like a robo penis. And do you save the one that gets severed, by the way, medically? Just sort of to brag about, hey, this is what it could have been, honey. No, I there don't, it is in the jar. I don't, I don't think you save it. No? Because it, you don't want the kid later in life to realize, huh, why does that seem so much larger than the one I've got? Oh, man. I tell you. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Doctors removing one of two penises but choosing the wrong one. Unbelievable. I think you're right. I think they could have done something for crying out loud. Although I bet his pants fit like a glove. <laughs> Coming up next in the 102-second sports, the house that Jim Beheim built is getting a new name. Details straight ahead. On Between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It's coming up on 7 a.m. on Rock 102. The weather for today, 60 with sunshine, mid-60s for the highs for the rest of the week with clear skies. And the weather brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com is the place to go. Here's your 102-second sports. 
Starting with hockey, it's a Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock 102. T-Birds defenseman Tommy Cross will be joining us in the 8 a.m. hour to talk hockey and also to give you a shot to win tickets to an upcoming T-Birds game. They're headed toward the playoffs with three more regular season games in three days, starting tomorrow and then Saturday and Sunday as well. The T-Birds Calder Cup playoff tickets went on sale yesterday, by the way. In the NHL, the Bruins are at Pittsburgh tonight. At 7 o'clock, you can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In baseball, Toronto over the Red Sox 6-1 to yesterday. And here's a cool story from college baseball. On the junior college level, Weatherford College and North Central Texas College getting together for a ball game yesterday. And North Central Texas's Josh Phillips hit a go-ahead home run. Rounded the bases celebrating on the way past third with the third base coach. That's when the pitcher who gave up the home run threw his glove down, (laughs) sprinted toward Phillips, and tackled him right on the baseline. Blew him up. Laid him out. I don't think you can do that. Can't do that. And no discipline has been, apparently had been levied yet, but I I think the Pats should sign him up for special team. I mean, if you look at this video, this this guy should be playing football, not baseball. Meantime, in football, Debo Samuel, one of the best offensive weapons in the NFL, wants to move on from the 49ers. The jack-of-all offensive trades wide receiver slash running back has formally requested a trade out of San Francisco. Now, if you're already imagining him with the Pats, don't do it. Samuel reportedly wants to be the highest-paid non-quarterback in football. The Pats just do not have enough cap space. And in basketball news, the Carrier Dome will no longer be the Carrier Dome, the house that Jim Beheim built as the coach of the Syracuse basketball team that's getting an uplift. The Syracuse University announcement yesterday that the iconic Carrier Dome will soon have a new name. Apparently, a local technology company based in Syracuse, JMA Wireless, will assume the naming rights of the Carrier Dome as of May 1st. That's it for your 102-second sports. The Celtics won another playoff game last night. Bax covers that next in his View from the Couch on Rock 102. This is WAQY, WAQY HD Springfield. 102.1 FM, a Springfield Rocks radio group. Springfield's classic rock. Alexa. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, far be it from me to be the one who is responsible for jinxing the Boston Celtics. But at the moment, they are completely destroying the Brooklyn Nets in this Eastern Conference playoff series. And again, I don't want to be responsible for any jinxes, any curses, or whammy spells, or conjurings. I don't want to be the guy who gets blamed for any hexes, voodoo, invocations, necromancy, sorcery, wizardry, witchcraft, or any black magic mumbo-jumbo. That sort of stuff isn't my style. Although the way the Celtics have clamped down on the Nets last night, somebody may have already beaten me to it. Last night, the Celtics took Game 2 by a final score 114-107. to 107. Game 3 heads to Brooklyn on Saturday night. But honestly, the Celtics are up two games to nothing. And if they already get into Kyrie Irving's head and have him chuck a couple more fingers at a $50,000 fine and completely shut down Kevin Durant in the second half of Game 2, then you have to feel pretty damn good about the Celtics getting out of this thing alive. For example... Let's take a look at what happened last night in the second half. As many of you basketball fans would know, on any other night, Kevin Durant would normally be the most dangerous guy on the court. 
But in the second half, I could have outscored Kevin Durant. KD went 0 for 10 from the floor. And while he did manage to score 27 points at the end of the game, most of them were scored in the first half and at the free throw line where he went 18 for 20. But could he hit a shot anywhere else? No, he could not. And why does something like this happen? It happens because the Celtics happen to be a better team. And they're getting into these guys' heads psychologically. How else do you shut down a guy who is arguably the best player in basketball by making him doubt that he can win? Which, of course, as of today, seems to be working out pretty damn good. So let's forget about the jinxes, hexes, and evil sorcery for a minute and just focus on the fact that perhaps the Celtics deserve to win because I'd much rather see that than be the guy that everyone is going to blame if they don't. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You got Scott, you got uh, Scott's four step, and you got a nice healthy lawn. It's as simple as that. You go to Rocky's Ace Hardware, use your Ace Rewards card, you'll get the best deal in town on Scott's four step. Eighty bucks out the door with no rebate nonsense. It's about time for step one, so pick up your Scott's four step right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Sammy Hagar. We're back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. I supposedly got a ticket driving in New York State just above Albany on the north way toward Montreal when he wrote that song. Mm. Like, I can't drive 55. What are you talking about, officer? Come on, I got a speedy little sports car here and I'm a rock star. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, the same rules that apply to all of us mm-hmm. also apply to Sammy Hagar. Yes, I know. And when it comes to rules, you know, your kids need rules. They need structure. They need discipline. And there's an article here. It's very Boy, interesting. What are you, you're talking about my kids? Well, any kids. That's kind of ballsy for you to suggest uh, what I should do with my own kids. Any kids, Bax. Oh. Here are six phrases that will transform your relationship with your children. This is according to an article from universalpersonality.com as reported in Huffington Post. Again, these are the six phrases that will transform your relationship with your child. Things they need to hear. Okay. Okay? Yes. One of them is... Yes. I'm getting to it here. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is, don't leave me hanging, Dad. (laughs) You should be so proud of yourself. And it's funny because I incorporated that into my speech at Dash's wedding this past weekend. He used to love to hear the phrase, so proud of you. You know... If he ate all his vegetables, so proud of you, Dash. Yeah. If, if he used the potty correctly, so proud of you. And I used to use it all the time, and to the point where I brought it up in the speech as his best man this past weekend. See, and I can see that phrase being used as a double-edged sword. Yeah. On one hand, it can provide an honest assessment of your kid's uh, good deeds. Mm-hmm. All right, I get that. Right. But on the other hand, I can see that being used in a very passive-aggressive way where you say, oh, you uh, you have uh, got an F in geometry. I'm sure you're very proud of that. <laughs> well, you can't use it sarcastically, Bax. That's the point. Well, I mean, I don't use it sarca- you know, sarcastically with my kids. I'm just saying is all. Oh, geez. What's happening now? Uh, get the uh, the, get the uh, the buzzer out over there. Okay. Yeah, because I, I did not uh, realize. Oh, Marty Caproni's here. Oh, all right, so our, our special comedy guest for yeah, today. So we'll have him in in uh, just a matter of minutes. Well, then. he can chime in on this very conversation. So, so what else do we got uh, for the other phrases? Yes. Well, uh, some of them include "I hear you." Like in other words, if your kid tells you something and you don't necessarily know how to respond, you just let them know that you heard what they said. Yeah, I, I heard you. There. And apparently, 
that sinks in with a kid. Well, my my mom or my dad has acknowledged what I've said. Because I don't have words to satisfy this conversation. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Exactly. Yeah, right. that's it. That's a good good choice. Now, should we let Marty Capronian right yeah, now? Yeah, Marty can, I, Marty can come right in. Well, he's Marty. fine. Yeah. Come here, Marty Caproni, everybody. Hey, how are you? We're coming in hot. How yeah. are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. And we're talking about parenting. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Throwing me right in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you, do you have kids or not? I do. I have a daughter. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's... uh. Well, it's uh, vacation week, so yeah. uh, I would like to shout out all the parents that are home with their kids. Mm-hmm. A little flashback to homeschooling, huh? Yeah. How fun was that? <laughs> Remember that first month when you were like, oh, it's so good to spend quality time with my kid. It's not, By month three, you were like, could just someone come and take my kid? I'm raising took, an it, idiot. It took you a full three months to get there? No. I, I Listen, my daughter's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all these other kids that I hate. You know? <laughs> it's everybody else's children. Yeah, really. Honestly, you could do a great job. That's the, the scary thing about parenting now. You can you could do the best job you can raising your kid, but then you got to worry about all the other idiot parents and their kids. Well, we're going over the six phrases that can transform your relationship with your child, according to an article in um, universalpersonality.com. Well, I don't really like the tone of that. That assumes that the relationship's bad. Jeez, talk about... No, no it, it, it actually may just confirm some of the things you did. Like, for instance, I used to call, say to my son, hey, so proud of you all the time, whether it was using the potty correctly, eating his veggies, so proud of you. And I used that phrase in his wedding this past weekend. He got married. That's right. Um, in Jersey City, I remember. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, that's the, that is a potentially passive aggressive fr- uh, phrase too. Like, so proud I'm, of you! So proud! Yeah. Of you. Oh, look, you pooped your pants! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I didn't think you could do any better than that. That's really <laughs> what you're saying to your kid. <laughs> my expe- my bar of expectations on you is very low. So low. Here's another phrase that'll transform your relationship with your kid. What's your plan for? Dot dot dot. In other words. Throw it back at them if they want to do something. Well, what's your plan for getting married? What's your plan for, you know, having this new car? Well, well, I'll say this. So far, we're two in. How many other? Six? There's six. Yeah, Yeah, we're two in, and my father, 0 for 2 on these. So, (laughs) shout out to my dad in the uh, Atrium Assisted Living Facility Memory Care. But you turned out just fine, though. I mean, look at me. I I, uh, stand on stage and tell jokes for approval from strangers. There's probably nothing going on upstairs. There's there's, there's, there's no damage that happened in a childhood that created that monster. And I hated that phrase when it came out of my mom's mouth, because I, I was... Going on my first date ever, holding hands with a girl named Kim Chapman, and right before we got started out of the neighborhood, my mom yelled out the door so everyone could hear it. What's your plans for later on? What are you uh, doing yeah, there, that's, Davey? That's the last thing you want to hear a parent oh, say to you as a kid. Horrible. Because yeah, no kid really has a plan. The kid just wants to. You know, it's day by day. Now, generationally, Dave, I feel like you and I are different, but mm-hmm. not much, probably. I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna. Back in the day, did you guys have bases? Was that the thing that you guys talked about with uh, with the ladies? For, you... for contact, first base, second base. Third. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. I don't think that exists anymore with these kids. I don't think there's any base anymore. Yeah. I think because of the internet now, yeah. it's a whole a whole right. new. Yeah. Now, now that the, now that you got OnlyFans, you don't even have to, you don't you, even have mm-hmm. to define bases anymore. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, it's a terrifying world now. My, I have a daughter, so and uh, Baxi, I think you have daughters, right? I got three daughters. Oh my God, God bless you. Um, the, my daughter is uh, she's she goes to a local school here. I'm not going to say, it, but uh, they have their first semi formal uh, dance coming up. Ooh, yeah, there you go. She just informed me the other day she has a date. Uh, so I would just like to shout out to her date. 
Dave. <laughs> Not you, Dave. The other, her they're, Dave. They're, they're Dave. Actually, is a Dave, huh? I believe. I believe his name is Dave. Yeah. And uh, I've already researched him. But uh, <laughs> what's your plan, Dave? <laughs> there you go. What's your plan? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What exactly are your intentions? Dave? I have a car with a big trunk, Dave. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> she's probably mortified if she's listening at home. Yeah. But you know every but every 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 father of daughters has that thing in their head. It's like there's like it's like something lodged behind the pituitary or, or somewhere that's that's saying I, I need a gun and I need to polish it and fill it with bullets mm-hmm. before my daughter starts going out to date. But then what happens is for me it's like it, I came to this conclusion it's like nothing I say or do is going to stop that process in their lives they will date and see whoever they want mm-hmm. regardless of how i feel about it well let's not say whoever they want yeah well you know? whoever they choose you know. like, yeah you can't pick and choose for them no at a certain age but while they still live in your house you can sort of pick and choose you know you can uh <laughs> you can sort of you know yeah so I, I mean, but you do your best to raise them the, the 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 best you can. I have a good kid. I don't I don't I don't worry about her in that in those regards. But uh, you do your best to raise them uh, as as well as you can, and then hope that they don't screw up their life. Uh, back to your idea about there being no bases anymore. You know, I got to second base with uh, Elaine over there. Whatever. Yeah. Everything's a home run now, anyway, in big league ball. You either a strikeout or a home run. There are no bases in uh, real baseball. Dave, you're traumatizing me right now <laughs> while I'm here. Tra- can we get back to more dumb trivia? Yeah. Jeez, holy. Smokes. Smokes, love kidding. <laughs> yeah, so you had your uh, your son's wedding this week I in Jersey. I know I, you like talking about it, so let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get to it. How was the wedding? Well, Reverend, let me tell you about it. Uh, first of all, Josh was the officiant at the wedding. Okay, a long-haired dude in sort of a, I don't know. So they did it like a, they didn't do a conventional uh, wedding. Not at all. Thirty. They're both thirty-somethings. Dash and his longtime girlfriend Val, now his wife. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was held in a sort of a warehouse district in Hoboken, actually. I'm picturing more of a rave than a wedding. It was. When I hear a warehouse, <laughs> I'm picturing a DJ, some glow sticks. Yeah. Maybe everyone's on ecstasy. <laughs> were you there? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, there were the, some people there I didn't recognize. <laughs> like, like the same song being played yeah. to the speakers <laughs> for like six hours. <laughs> over and over and over. No, they actually played Dancing Queen by ABBA. They played uh, David Bowie, Let's Dance. So they have a mix of classic rock and 1980s stuff. And you, you, know. Know, you said they were 30s getting married now. I feel like that's another thing, too. I, th- I think everyone gets married in the 30s now because they can't afford to in their 20s because you have student loans. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that point. That is true, though. Yeah. Everyone gets their first house around 50 now, mm-hmm. you know, has a kid out of a test tube. <laughs> the world's going great. Everything's everything's just ducky. My son has asked for a lot of money over the years. And by the way, they weren't registered anywhere. They just had a big cash bin sitting up there on the table. That's the way to do it, oh. to be honest. That's, That's the way actually a great way to do yeah. it. Yeah. I would give more money for that mm-hmm. than uh, the aggravation of being dressed up for your wedding, speeding around looking for a CVS at the last minute so you can find some BS card that doesn't say anything that you feel about them. I'd rather just throw money into a bucket. Here yeah. you go. And just, if, you're, just, if, if you're a guest, you can drag your heels on a bridal registry and you finally get to Bed Bath & Beyond to find out that everything good's been taken already. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's like, oh, all right, I got your hand towels, but so, I got you a hundred hours worth of hand also, towels. Also, if you're doing if you're doing uh, just a bucket, you can throw stuff in, and you don't even have to go to Bed Bath and Beyond. Just take all those coupons that you have, like the seven thousand coupons from Bed Bath and Beyond. There are twenty. Just throw them all in there. Just give them your Bed Bath and Beyond bucks. <laughs> That's it. That's couldn't a good idea. Couldn't the same strategy work for Valentine's yeah, Day? Sure, by the way, sure, sure. You, like you, you know, you just the last minute here, honey. You can, look what I got you. You can try. I I, I will say this about uh, school vacation week. Real nice getting here. Normally, you mm-hmm. know, you're just behind this bus and mm-hmm. that bus. Just straight sailing. Nice Appreciate you guys putting Sammy Hagar can't drive 55. There you go. Apologies to East Long Meadow to Police Department <laughs> as I ripped through uh, Heritage Park going about 70. You're a star. You can get away with yeah. it. Okay. We'll have uh, we'll have more with Marty Caproni in uh, in just a little bit. It's 7:21 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Fans are invited post game to paint the ice. Get your tickets now. Visit SpringfieldThunderbirds.com. Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Ford of Enfield. Used trucks and SUVs are bringing a premium price in the marketplace, and we are throwing the guidebooks out the window to purchase your vehicle today. We need your vehicle now, and we'll pay you top dollar towards the purchase of any new or pre-owned vehicle, or just buy it from you. I have been saying this for years. No one will pay you more for your trade-in than I will, period. And now I'll pay you even more. So bring your vehicle to Family Ford today. Route 190 in Enfield. Show up at the Liberty Street Rockies this Saturday, and you'll have a shot at winning a Weber gas grill, a big green egg, a Traeger wood pellet grill, an uni wood pellet pizza oven, a Carhartt shopping spree, a Benjamin Moore room makeover, an Ego string trimmer. It's a prize bonanza, plus lots of vendor demos. And if that isn't exciting enough, me, yes, little old backs from Rock 102, your host. See you Saturday morning, the grand reopening at the Liberty Street Rockies Ace Hardware. Calling all skilled roof trust builders. Direct Hire Global, in partnership with the Toll Brothers, are looking for you. Join them at their job fair Thursday, April 28th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in Westfield at 100 Appermont Way. For more info, visit directhireglobal.com. It's 725 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Comedian Marty Caproni is in the studio. It's good to see you. It's always great seeing yeah, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love coming in. This is uh, great. Not just for the ride, but... T- t- uh, uh, tomorrow night, you're going to be at uh, the Roar Comedy Club headlining. Yep, uh, Friday night. Yep, uh, MGM Casino, Roar Comedy Club. Uh, your hometown boy coming back. So uh, it'd be great to, to see uh, the place full. So It's kind of like having a comedy bailout on our show here because we had nothing planned for today. And then here he is. Yeah, well, <laughs> good for you. I you just gotta... showed up with Nagels on a beach somewhere or <laughs> yes, something like that. That's so. it. He's, he's, he's long gone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's drunk by now. Hopefully he's already drunk by yeah, now. No, he's, he's probably more uh, you know, smoked up. Right Gum, now. Gummied oh, up? Yeah, yeah, he's gummied <laughs> Oh, that's the thing. Yesterday was 4:20. Yeah. I, I did a little uh, uh, show party slash thing for uh, 4:20. Did you? Are, are you guys? Are you guys weed guys or no? Nah, nah, I used to be. Not really. No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. You know, but then they handed me a bunch of candy bars and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good thing I didn't eat them because apparently there's a lot of uh, THC in there. I was going to say if you guys want, I have some out in the car if you want to. Uh, well, yeah, enjoy thing, your weekend. The thing is, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm. Uh, I, I've uh, I got a little bit of a weight issue, and uh, I don't I don't know if it's obvious to the untrained eye, but if you hand me a candy bar, I'm eating the whole damn candy. Whether bar. it's an edible or not an edible, it's muscle memory. Is what it is. Oh. I mean, every candy bar I've ever had, I didn't say I'm going to save this one for later. No, that's not the way it works with me. Yeah. And, and if I've got one that's just crammed with THC, it's all going away. That's a solid point because I've never I've never 
done one of those things like the edible thing, but uh, I I would be the same way, I think. <laughs> well, I, the, the problem is it takes 60 to 90 minutes for the THC to hit from those things because you're ingesting it that way, and so you don't feel anything, so you start having some, well, I think I'll have a little more of that. <laughs> I feel like everyone that does edibles has a story about doing edibles that's very much similar to that. Yeah. I do appreciate, however, that Dave knows exactly the uh, time it takes for <laughs> THC. <laughs> I, I see he's still nailing it on his, on his stupid facts that he has. <laughs> <laughs> he knows exactly the time. Of that. In general, your average person takes about 63 minutes to metabolize THC, where it's converted in your pancreas to. Uh, you know. And I am wearing the white socks again today, Marty. There you uh, go. What was it? Yeah, you gave me a Cliff Clavin reference yeah, last time I was here. Exactly. I was like, there you go for your, for your three listeners that are old enough to remember. For all the kids at home, we gotta th- we gotta think of the target demo all the time, Marty. Come I on. Mean, you, if we were going to be playing Trivial Pursuit, I'd, I'd need you as my partner. Yeah. And I, I honestly, because I mean, I'm good at it, but I'm not. I'm not anywhere in your stratosphere. You know what I? You know, it's funny. You know what I think of? Like when I was driving here, I'm so I'm driving. I'm listening to you guys, and uh, when you put on the music, I'm 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 speeding. I'm driving by all these guys in work trucks and everything, and it reminds me back to when I had a day job sitting around miserable uh before my job you know manual labor type job mm-hmm. and and just miserable and being like the radio was the only thing that 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 saved me at mm-hmm. that time and i'm thinking there's a lot of guys right now that are listening like in a factory that just punched in or ship and receiving or mm-hmm. working on a sure. roof or mm-hmm. uh you know showing up at a job site mm-hmm. and i i'm i'm thinking of all those guys listening to us and this morning thinking to themselves I've been a lot smarter for the last like few months. I don't know what it is. I know a lot more random dumb facts. Yeah, man, I, I could use some of those facts on dates and stuff. See, I yeah. am, it's like a public service. Yeah, I'm boy, providing. you are providing a public service. That is for sure. You got that right. Making people hate the replacement for the other guy who left the show a while I ago. I don't know who you're talking uh, about. You guys have to tie. Uh, we have to say the other guy. Is that, what we, is that where we're at in the corporate world now? We got to say the other guy. No, actually, I, I remember the old backs of the other guy show. You remember that? <laughs> remember that? Actually, a caller brought it up yesterday, and you know, so it went right over the airwaves. Yeah, the name and everything. They they don't run in here. Does uh, no, no. They don't run yet. in and start uh, panicking, pushing no, buttons. No. Not yet. Oh, good. good. Not yet. <laughs> but there's time. There's the- <laughs> it's seven twenty nine. We got news next on Rock one hundred two. Now here's your Western Opportunity Employer. Seven thirty three with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, enjoy their April showers discount, sixty percent off installation. Log on to yankeehome.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. And yes, Marty Caproni is still, in the, is still in the room. And Steve is on vacation. So a good trade, I think. I didn't mean to say that. Wait a minute. A Marty, a Marty Caproni for Steve Nagel and a player to be named later. Hey, here's a new scam to be on the lookout for. According to Attorney General Maura Healy, a nursing assistant has been indicted and arraigned in connection with the use of four nursing home residents' debit cards and the theft of over $30,000 from their accounts. Apparently, 52-year-old Alexander Irizarry of Worcester was arrested last Friday and arraigned Tuesday this week. He allegedly would ask vulnerable residents diagnosed with memory issues for their cards, and then he would take them and go cash them in. That's a, that, that's what makes the elderly so awesome. They, they don't remember anything you've just done to them. You know how well I appreciate Dave's professionalism? Uh <laughs> I just mentioned my dad was in a memory care facility (laughs) three seconds ago. See? 
We talked all break, if anyone's wondering. We were talking, but meanwhile, we were talking, Dave's at work. Somehow, I don't even know how you have it printed off, but somehow he has it printed off with a story about people thieving out of America. Now I got to speed out of here to Agwam and make sure my dad's debit card isn't in his wallet. I'm all about public service, Mark. Wow, that's good. There you go. So, <laughs> with access to the residents' debit cards and PIN numbers, this guy allegedly then repeatedly visited ATMs and withdrew, he was very smart about this, 500 to 1,000 each time, just so it would appear natural, apparently. You know, listen, I I, uh, I don't I don't like to be, uh, I'm not big on hyperbole, but mm-hmm. this is a guy that I hope, uh, I hope he goes to prison and I hope he dies there. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, yeah. stealing from old right. people, what right. a what a garbage, what a garbage human being. Yeah, it's so much better to steal from people with some yeah. real thought and effort What's, involved. Make it, it's like fishing, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's like yeah. trying to fish with, a, with one of those giant nets in a trawler. It's just, there's no challenge to it, you know what I mean? <laughs> steal from somewhere where you got to co-op and you don't, you have a screwdriver, but you, you're pretending it's a gun. Sure. Do something to make it exciting. <laughs> Steal from the rich, right? That's yeah. what you need to do. <laughs> no, there, there's a guy who's thinking. If you're at an ATM getting robbed right now, sorry about that. Uh, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aaron Lewis is at it again. The front man from Stained, the Longmeadow-raised conservative singer, apparently ratcheting up his anti-Ukraine stance recently at a show. He was at the Rivers Casino in Schenectady. Now, have you been there, Marty? I've been... Rivers Casino in Schenectady is the saddest casino I've ever been to. I don't know if the signal carries up here, but I don't even care. That's how sad a casino this is. The it's MGM in Springfield does a pretty good job of uh, of keeping riffraff out. Mm-hmm. Rivers Casino opposite. I think they literally go out and recruit homeless people, drag them out from under the bridge, and say, "Come on in and walk around and look for the extra change on the slot machine." It's a ter- it's a terrible casino. Yeah, so would you like a, the riffraff section or the non-riffraff yeah. <laughs> section? Oh, but I now this is where I are. You, well, please read on if there's more. Well, Aaron Lewis was doing a show April fifteenth at the Rivers Casino, and then he went on and on about quote the fact that we have American money in tax dollar funded bio labs in the Ukraine. It's for real, according to the fifty year old singer. This whole thing was captured in a video on a cell phone, one of the fans in attendance there, and then apparently reported by Blabbermouth, which is a popular music website, uh, Aaron Lewis <laughs> saying the mainstream media is, quote, a bought and paid for propaganda machine, end quote. This is all part of his allegedly music-driven show. Well, listen, I uh, see, I feel kind of uh, biased in this because I know Aaron. Uh, I consider him a buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh I would hate to be his PR rep for over the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, you know, I think what he's trying to say is he's probably sick of uh, of us always going to wars. You know, it always seems we keep putting ourselves in these other wars. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not. By the way, if anyone at listening right here and they're like, "This guy's a this guy," I'm a no guy. I don't believe in any politician. That's just right. the way I, I right. am. We're the same on the show. Why talk about politics in one? One one direction or the other, you're going to piss off half your audience. Well, I'm like, like when everything happened with the election, like back in December, when they were like, "What are we going to?" I was like, "Let's just make them both president. Let yeah. them share a house. It'd be like real world <laughs> Alzheimer's edition. Two seventy year olds. It's it's just so much more uh, relevant to talk about dick jokes all day. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what, you know, fart jokes will always win. But mm-hmm. I, I I but I I, I can say this because th- and this is this goes to what we have for culture nowadays. So somebody takes something on a cell phone that you said. Now Aaron likes to drink 
to when he's performing. So maybe he's sitting there, he's killing mm-hmm. a bottle of Jack, and mm-hmm. he's just free free storming some thoughts, sure. just to you know winging it or whatever. Someone puts it up. Next thing you know, everyone's like trashes everything you ever need. He, he does a lot for kids in Western Mass. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he does a lot of stuff like that. So uh, to, everyone wants to pile on the guy, but you know, I mean, he's done something right in his life. He's figured out something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, he's he's a millionaire. I'm not. So all how of, am I going to pass? All through? of that is true, Marty. And I and I don't uh, I, I can't argue with you. You know, Aaron's yeah. done great things. Yeah. But if I'm the guy who's sitting uh, in a seat and I'm uh, you know with somebody like a, my wife or something and we're watching the show, at some point during this uh, tirade, I'm going to lean over and say, how much did we spend on these tickets? How much does this cost on us? More music, less less uh, politics. But listen, I, I admire his commitment to stuff. Uh, you know, some people are just they dabble in kind of that sort mm-hmm. of uh, fringe, uh, the conspiracy stuff and everything. Uh, Aaron's got do not tread, uh, don't tread on me tattooed across his neck. You yeah, know? I don't even have a tattoo yet. I didn't, I, you know, not even a dolphin on my ankle or something, <laughs> something <laughs> feminine. Like I can't, not even my initials somewhere. My friends die, no tattoos with mm-hmm. nothing on them. I, I don't have that level. He's committed enough that he tattooed it across his throat. Yeah. So you know, no, that's yeah. that does take commitment. Yeah, but. it takes, takes commitment or a, a, a tattoo artist that hates you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, he doesn't have to worry about job interviews anymore anymore this guy he just gets gigs automatically that's a right? solid point too that's probably why i don't have any tattoos if this comedy <laughs> thing keeps going the way it is I might. <laughs> but maybe you should diversify in your shows a little bit instead of doing just comedy you know he's not just a musician he's a political spokesperson maybe you should add a little couple of tunes in there or well, something like I, that i could tell you this you know a little known fact about me that aaron doesn't know even though i've i've hung out with him multiple occasions i i did his fundraiser every single year every time he does that's why i know all this good stuff that he does do although it is funny his fun fundraisers they're not political but they have like that lean so that we do an auction after to mm-hmm. raise money and uh there's a lot of uh, guns we're just auctioning off guns <laughs> <laughs> i remember once they were like we have this ar uh, ar-15 assault rifle with laser scope I'm like come on guys bid on it it's for the kids you know it's for the <laughs> it's for the kids <laughs> hey, then i could then i call out the number in the raffle thinking, yeah. oh i yeah. missed the gun yeah, exactly. by two <laughs> exactly but but as much as we've uh, and we've hung out i've been at his house i've hung out at his tour bus i've never uh i've never pulled out the guitar in front of him or, and attempted to play but I, I can't I can play guitar poorly oh, can you I can play, really? yeah. no yeah. idea I can play bring, a little music bring it in next time I, will, I don't think anybody wants that <laughs> hey I'm gonna new, I'm gonna end the new segment early backs because I think Marty is just waiting to talk about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case which is coming up and now hear this along with some more great clips straight Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 747 and ACDC. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. And comedian Marty Caproni is in today. And instead of doing Now Hear This Now, we'll just appropriate some of the stuff we were going to talk about in this segment and throw it into the segment with Marty. For instance, Johnny Depp. Are you up to date on the latest here, or what? No, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a big celebrity gossip, but I do know that Johnny Depp is in a lawsuit for defamation with his ex. Mm, Amber Heard. They're calling her Amber Turd right now online. That's the big hashtag going around. Very witty. Because apparently witty. she took she took a dump on their bed. <laughs> so apparently on her 30th birthday party, he showed up an hour and 40 minutes late back in 2016. A verbal argument turned physical. Heard struck him repeatedly. He left the penthouse, and when he came back to collect his things, he found there was <laughs> there was poop all over the bed. Human fecal matter. Human fecal matter spread all over the bed. They're too rich. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You're too rich. No consequence. She knew that if she could do that 
later on when they made up, she still didn't have to clean it up because mm-hmm. yeah, was a housekeeper. But this is why I say, you know, do you do you do you try to clean them or does it all re- de- is it all dependent on the thread count? Because if it's a low thread count, I just throw them away. <laughs> but on the high quality sheets, if it's good fabric, you do what you can to save it. Because like, I'll tell you what, those are, those can be very expensive. Mm-hmm. You get those Big E sheets, you know, the ones they got at the Big E. You don't want to take a dump on those. Those no, are great those sheets. Are nice sheets. A- <laughs> Egyptian, uh, the, the guy yeah. always lie about the the thread count. Yeah. They tell you over there, like these are uh, two thousand and thread count you get them first day they're amazing you try to lay on them you slide right off the bed <laughs> by the third day they're all coming apart well uh, this story got really bizarre because amber heard tried to pass off the poop as poop from their dogs they've got little yorkies framing the dog <laughs> and, yeah. and johnny depp's like that wasn't yorkie poop yeah it was almost <laughs> the same size as the dog <laughs> yeah well she's got a screw loose is yeah. is, is yeah what i'm not saying that he doesn't i, I right. don't know enough about him right I, of course in my head while they're fighting i'm picturing him dressed like he is in pirates of the caribbean <laughs> 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 you know what i mean like the argument and he's holding a bottle and stammering around the room as she's taking a dump on the bed keith richards nearby yeah. as well yeah, yeah there you go uh marty caproni is going to be at uh mgm at uh raw comedy club tomorrow night and uh, tonight you're at uh, the stony creek brewery yes. in branford connecticut branford way down in branford connecticut it's a brewery on the water uh i think i perform in front of a fireplace uh which Ooh. is uh, interesting yeah i'm still i'm still i'm still in a weird mix i'm headlining mgm on friday night i'm doing a brewery before and then next week i'm back to get st- stay with me here stafford springs to the four seasons campground for the fourth wow. time every time that's, i come in here that's that, nice that gig never goes away <laughs> a man of the people yeah, do, yeah. do you feel real comfortable performing that close to a source of fire i mean i would i would be very uh, uh, uncomfortable about that i i tell you what man i i for whatever reason i love that gig i don't know why i don't know what it is about it everything's set up where you think it's not great for comedy but i absolutely lo- i love it i don't know what <laughs> what about stafford springs but i like the people now we were joking before you're traveling around you know gas prices are high you know you were criticizing me for that in your in your own car oh yeah well yeah right the first day they were up you're like oh you see five dollars a gallon how do you feel about that oh i think it's great dave <laughs> i think it's fabulous well so do you take ubers ever to and from shows or not uh, it, when i travel like yeah. when you fly you got to take but usually the comedy club reimburses you for the uber gotcha you know but it depends on what position you are on the show you know so like if you're headlining you know it's taken care of if you're if you're opening which i still do a lot of on the on the road for for jesse may peluso and for mm-hmm. vic DiBetetto, when you do that you don't know if they're going to pick up your uber or not so you start watching that you're watching your app you're like 73 dollars oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh god and they're only getting paid 60 bucks <laughs> right, for the right, show right <laughs> i bring it up because there's a great story here here's the headline massachusetts uber driver charged with kidnapping after cape cod passenger leaps out of vehicle so apparently it happened earlier this week, a 19-year-old female passenger allegedly leaping out of the vehicle when traffic slowed down, then walking to a nearby state police barracks to file a report. Uh, the driver, the Uber driver, one Mamede Aloui, 46 years old of Quincy, arrested and charged with one count of kidnapping. I guess that's discouraged with Uber driving these days. Yeah, it's such a shock that a guy with such a nice American name like <laughs> Mamedi Chava Chava Chala Bubididi would, uh, would, would do something anti-woman. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's crazy. I wonder where that came from. Uh, it's not cultural. Um, what? Okay, Aaron Lewis. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, this is why it makes me nervous too. You got, you got daughters, right? Yeah. Taking an Uber. 
kids are doing all the things that we don't uh, we told our our parents told us never don't get in a car with a stranger mm-hmm. now we're like here's an app it, all you're going to do is get in the car with strangers <laughs> and not only that the, the escape mechanism is leaping out of the vehicle i think people are watching too many movies hey this is going you know but i can i can leap out and survive yeah. which, which she did by the way but i think that jumping out of a car and rolling on the ground yeah. as soon as you start as soon as you land on the ground, you realize, hey, maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all. <laughs> I will say this. The uh, the funniest part of that story, though, is the uh, is at the very end where they said, and she walked to a state police barracks. <laughs> <laughs> no need to fire up that old rideshare app again and see if uh, you want to go two for two. <laughs> Probably good on that one. <laughs> Can't believe I'm getting kidnapped the second time in the same day. <laughs> Switching a lift. <laughs> so when, you, when, you're, when you're at MGM tomorrow night, are they putting you up for the night? I mean, I know uh, you're local, but I mean, a lot of these places tend to put, uh, they, you know, the you comic know, up. They do. They do. However, I've got a uh, I've got to be in Rhode Island for shows uh the next morning and I have to uh I have to be there to meet Vic. So I'm gonna do the show. I'm gonna try to have a drink or two with uh, everybody there and then before I even look at a blackjack table or a slot machine, You're jump in my car and uh and speed to Rhode Island. Is that interesting? You brought up Vic before and he's sort of like become a little famous on the internet did that happen before he became a great stand-up comic or or the vice versa or vic i call vic the patron saint for guys like me vic grounded out in obscurity basically for mm-hmm. 25 years and then he made a youtube video called the bread and milk you know, yes I gotta get yep. the bread and milk yes. I gotta, he made he almost didn't post it he's like this is stupid and he posted it, and there was a snowstorm, and it went viral. And that's the gift that keeps on giving. It goes viral again every mm-hmm. time there's a snowstorm. Sure. Right? So so I'm trying to think of something that I can do that with. But there's nothing, you know yeah. what I mean? You're not going to do it with like a school. Here's a wacky take on a school shooting, and every time there's one, they share your video. You know what I mean? So so, so he's got the market cornered on that somehow. It's like a Christmas yeah. movie that they get residuals on, you know? Yeah. But he uh, he made that one video, and that and that started to, to take off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, He's not just famous uh, mildly. He's it's legitimate. When we go somewhere, we walk into a restaurant or whatever. People come mm. up to him and they they're just it's it it shows you how big the medium is because yes. uh, it's bigger than television ever could be. Um, well, not he, just the internet, but anything visual. Tony Kornheiser from Pardon the Interruption, sure, sure. you know, was a great writer for years for the Washington Post. He said his career kicked up another level when he started doing TV sure. as opposed yeah. to just radio and newspaper. But, yeah, it, but 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 YouTube because it's it's yeah. so shareable and yeah. so easy yeah. to 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 distribute. I mean that makes it all the difference for a guy like it's, him. Yeah, well it this is a guy who for whatever it was, 25 years honed his chops. He has I mean he's he's hysterically funny. His act is razor sharp, but he's also funny. He can he can riff, he can do he can do it all. New material, old material, whatever. But the the thing that jumped him that level was that now all these people come to see him and they're like, wow, this guy is really funny. They think it's like, I always said, you work real hard to become, you work for years and years and years to become a quote unquote overnight success. There's mm-hmm. a lot of long drives sure. in, in, in there. And uh, his story, basically what happened was he, so that video takes off everything. He's doing the comedy works up in uh, Albany, New York, which is a legendary club. It's it, You never feel great sometimes when you leave it, you know, and he's leaving the club, driving home. And he gets a phone call, and it's Kevin James. Wow! And he's like, "Hey, Vic, I remembered you at an open mic. Give me your slot, you know, ten years ago. I want to say congratulations." And and Vic just hangs up the phone on him. <laughs> and he calls back. He goes, "Vic, hey, Kevin James. I don't know if he goes. He hangs up the phone again. And he calls. He goes, it's really Kevin James. Vic, please hear me out.' Wow! He Vic thought it was one of his friends screwing with him. Yeah. And it was. It was Kevin James, and he told him he had saw that video, and then he had r- written a part in Mall Cop Two for him. Yeah. Wow. He, nice. He, yeah. He he went from driving a school bus 
on uh, on Friday to doing the movie pr- premiere on Saturday, back to driving a school bus again on Monday. And kudos to Kevin James for calling back three times instead yep. of just giving up it's on the guy. Right? Yeah. Sure, I think I think anytime Kevin James calls anybody, he's used to getting hung up on. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. sure, <laughs> sure. Well, Marty Caproni is going to be at the Roar Comedy Club at MGM tomorrow night. Good to see you. It's a pleasure to see you guys. I told you guys, I hope you guys uh, come out, enjoy the yeah. show. And if you don't, um, I told you again, uh, the the reincarnation of Cabot, which we became Loft Comedy Club in Chickabee, we are uh, relaunching, and that's going to be probably within the next month that you'll awesome. see that. So you guys are welcome anytime. I'd well, we'll, we'll have you back when you're getting closer to that. Definitely. Great. Definitely. We've got the 102-second sports coming up next. And then Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the Springfield Thunderbirds, joins us just after 8 o'clock to talk hockey and give you a chance to win some tickets from Rockwell. The following takes place between 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. It is 8.01 on Rock 102. The weather today, highs of about 60 with sunshine, mid-60s for the rest of the week with clear skies. And the weather is brought to you by Jay Smeagol Roofing. Visit jsmeagolroofing.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. <laughs> Starting with basketball, Celtics came from 17 down to beat the Nets last night, 114-107. to Boston now leads that playoff series two games to none. In other NBA playoff action, Philadelphia up three-zip on Toronto now, and Chicago evened its series with Milwaukee 1-1. And Jay Wright calling it quits, the Hall of Fame coach from Villanova, retiring after 21 seasons. This happens just after he led the Wildcats to the Final Four. He's going to begin a new role as a special assistant to the university's president, a.k.a. handsome fundraiser. The new Villanova coach is a guy named Kyle Neptune. How could he fail with that name? He comes over from Fordham. He had also been an assistant coach for Villanova under Wright for a number of years. In hockey, the Bruins are at Pittsburgh tonight at 7. You can hear it. On our sister station, Laser 98.5, it is a Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock 102. The team is headed toward the Calder Cup playoffs with three more regular season games. We'll talk to defenseman Tommy Cross in just a few minutes here on Rock 102. In football, Julian Edelman's old Patriots jersey is taken. On Instagram yesterday, Devontae Parker posted a Photoshop of himself wearing number 11. The caption reading, quote, I don't give a damn if you like it or not, end quote. The former Dolphins wide receiver was recently picked up by New England. Baseball, Toronto over the Red Sox, 6-1. to one. The Sox were 1 out of 14 with runners in scoring position. That's not good enough. Pitcher Nick Pavetta's ERA, by the way, now 10-plus. And Trevor Story got hit in the head with a 93-mile-per-hour fastball and stayed in the game. That's the kind of Red Sox player we like. They're hosting Toronto at 135 today. And finally... In junior college baseball, Weatherford College and North Central Texas College getting together for a memorable game yesterday. North Central Texas's Josh Phillips hitting a go-ahead home run, and as he's rounding the bases, he's celebrating with the third base coach. Well, the pitcher who gave up the home run didn't like that. Owen Woodward threw his glove to the ground, (laughs) sprinted toward Phillips, and tackled him right there on the third baseline. Blew him up, laid him out. Patriots definitely should sign him for special teams. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, Bax has more on a bizarre... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever the Springfield Thunderbirds have Bruce Landon bobblehead night, they usually don't have to call in the state police. When the Red Sox schedule Raphael Divers' hat night, 
You shouldn't have to alert the National Guard and have them secure the perimeter. But if you're going to fly an airplane over the nation's capital so that paratroopers can safely land inside a baseball stadium as part of a pregame celebration, then perhaps you might want to pick up the phone and let somebody know that you're doing it. Yesterday, the United States Capitol was briefly evacuated after the Washington Nationals decided that it would be a great idea to have dudes jump out of a plane and parachute onto the field at Nationals Park. After all, what better way is there to distract you from the fact that you purchased tickets to see two teams in losing records play baseball than a good old-fashioned threat to national security? You see, the Nationals, who were getting ready to be destroyed by the Arizona Diamondbacks 11-2, scheduled this pregame demonstration without warning the Capitol Police or the FAA or any other governmental agency about what they had planned. Because you see, the Nationals thought this was just another great promotional opportunity, whereas authorities would have been within their right to scramble fighter jets and shoot these guys out of the sky. Or perhaps they could have blasted them with a few dozen surface-to-air missiles. Now, that would have been one hell of a promotion. Thankfully, nobody was killed, but it's still early in the day. All I can tell you is that when the U.S. government uh, forced it, was forced into an emergency evacuation, that might be the time to consider your promotional schedule for the remainder of the season. Because a Nationals game should never be the cause of a military response of any kind. Because that would have been much worse than getting blown out by the worst team in baseball. Almost. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hard- Hardware. You got an Ace Rewards card, right? Well, you should. It's a way to get instant rebates right at the register at Rocky's Ace Hardware. No mail-in nonsense, no redeem online foolishness. You get an Ace Rewards card, nothing to it. Just sign up and always get the best deals at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11 and John Mellencamp on Rock 102. And Steve is on vacation and it's a Thunderbird Thursday and we have Thunderbird's defenseman Tommy Cross joining us. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? Very cool. You don't have to put up with uh, stupid hockey jokes because Nagel's not here this week. Yeah, so you're just going to be talking to us. That's a vacation for us then. Well, I don't know about (laughs) that. Hey, uh, this is going to be Fan Appreciation Weekend. Um this weekend in uh, in Springfield, you guys are on the road uh, in Bridgeport tomorrow night, but you're back on Saturday with the game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, and then on Sunday you're taking on uh, Providence. But there's a big uh, big pregame block party uh, before the game on Saturday. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, which you guys don't get a chance to enjoy. And that uh, I don't know if that means anything to you if you're just too focused on the game, but this is one of the nice things that the Thunderbirds have done is really create um, kind of like a like a festival atmosphere around their games. And I don't know if other teams around the AHL do this, but I got to give the the Thunderbirds real credit. They I mean they've changed the culture of of Springfield hockey. Yeah, it's uh, the the management and front office uh, organization in general of the Thunderbirds has done an incredible job of. Uh, connecting with the fans and um you know we don't we don't get to partake in the in the uh, block party but you know when we show up to the game um you know we pull into our parking lot and, and we drive through and we see you know there's already jer- you know fans out there with jerseys on and there's there's so much activity and it just brings some good energy and so we we definitely see it we appreciate it and uh, i mean I, like you said i think the the front office and the organization has done an incredible job of interacting with the fans connecting us players with the fans and 
you know, and then I think we take we take pride in, in trying to put on a good show for the fans. So I think uh, everyone's done a great job, and this weekend will be it's an it's an exciting weekend for us because of how close the standings are, and then plus the fan appreciation weekend. So I think it's all coming together nicely. Well, another big thing too is actor Christopher McDonald will be on hand. He played Shooter McGavin in Happy Gilmore. We're going to talk to him tomorrow. By the way, we're going to have him on the phone in advance of his appearance at the Mass Mutual Center. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty epic to uh to have him there so i'm looking forward to uh ceremonial puck drop and uh i mean happy gilmore is uh, one of the classics now when you uh when you played for uh for cleveland or for providence earlier in your career uh that festival attitude uh, or culture didn't really exist in those other towns did they i don't think uh definitely not in the same way that it does here um i think in some minor league cities it can be hard to connect with your fans or there's a separation between, you know, uh, front office and players and and fans and um, but here they do it. Like I said before, they do a fantastic job of bringing everyone together and and then the fans, um, you know, bring a bring a great passion for hockey um, and 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 for the Thunderbirds in general. So uh, no, that festival type feeling and the party atmosphere and, and just the energy in the in the, uh, the arena. Like it can be a great atmosphere at the Mass Mutual Center, so we uh, we consider that a huge advantage. I mean, I'm, I'm just like uh, looking at the standings in the HL, and I can just imagine, you know, how, what the crowd must feel like when they have to go and take care of their season tickets for the San Jose Barracudas, who've only won <laughs> 20 games all season. You know, just imagine, you know, just or you know, you know, the Cleveland Monsters only won 25 games, and then you know, here you guys are, 39 games you've won, and uh, you've been crushing it all season. Can you imagine, you know, being in a in a in a place where like uh, hockey careers go to die? Yeah, it's uh, players don't talk a ton about it in public, but um, <laughs> playing for a team that's having a good season and winning and playing important games is so important to uh, so crucial just for and exciting for players. And there's nothing like it. You know, this can be a difficult time of year if you're one of those teams that you mentioned and you're out of playoffs and you know, you know, you're going to be home you know, doing nothing in a matter of two weeks. But, you know, for a team in our situation, we've got some important games coming and we've got fans coming to the game that are excited for playoffs and they're talking about playoffs and we're talking about, you know, gearing up at the right time here. So it it, it makes a huge difference, makes it a lot more enjoyable and challenging and uh, and thrilling just to, to be playing for a winning team in front of good fans and, and going for a playoff run. We're talking to Springfield Thunderbirds defenseman Tommy Cross on Rock 102. And a big milestone for, and I love to pronounce his name as if it might be pronounced overseas, Alex Ovechkin hitting the (laughs) 50-goal plateau for a season again, tying Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky for the most of those in NHL history last night. Yeah, just incredible. I mean, to be... uh... I mean, I, I can't even explain the the records that he's breaking, and to be mentioned with Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky, you know, it, you know, you know that we're getting to witness something special. So, fifty goals is something that, um, I mean, you know, only the best of the best of the best get to even come close to that. And we witnessed Ovi do it nine. I think you said nine times now. So, yeah. uh, he's chasing he's chasing down records. He keeps getting to them. So I don't think there's any reason to think that he won't get. Uh, you know the, the goal record eventually. Yeah, he's thirty six. He, he's got a lot left yeah. in the tank, probably, right? Yeah, it's great. It's great to see guys like him that uh, continue. You know, Patrice Bergeron's another guy that continue to perform at such a high level, uh, even as they, 
you know, maybe quote unquote move out of their prime, but they're still, you know, if you're breaking records at 36 years old, you're doing something right. You, know, you mentioned uh, Mike Bossy. Mike Bossy died uh, earlier this week at uh, the age of 65. I didn't well, see that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what the, the cause of death was, but he died at uh, at 65. Hell mm-hmm. of a player yep. for uh, for Montreal for he, years. And the Islanders yeah, too, right? Yeah, and the Islanders. Yeah, just, um, you know, I've got uh, some family that grew up as Islanders fans, and um, the way that they talk about, you know, his goal-scoring ability was uncanny. And I think he only, you know, he only got to play for 10 years, but in, in those 10 years, I mean, he was the best goal scorer in the game. And uh, I take that I take know, that back. He was he, he didn't play for Montreal. He was born there. But that's, anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and they did a nice touching tribute at the Bell Center in Montreal uh, shortly after he passed, but... Uh, you know, when when someone a uh, player from history that age, you know, I like to ask my dad and just say, "What was he like?" and and he describes him, and um, you know, just the way he could score goals was uh, unbelievable. So, you know, it's uh, sad to hear that, but what an incredible career! Uh, I was lung lung cancer apparently. I'm just reading yeah. that now. So let me ask you a, a question about uh, you know the playoffs now because you know it's been a long time since Springfield hockey has seen playoffs uh, up close. But as far as the 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 formatics of how they're doing it now in the AHL. It, it looks like there's at least six teams in the Atlantic division that will probably go in. But uh, what is the what is the format? Is it any different from like NHL playoffs or is it you know pretty much the same type of script? Yeah, it is different and this is the first they've made some changes for this year. so uh, to be honest, I'm I might not even be a hundred percent correct, but what uh, so this year they added in a play on, a play in round, so which is best of three. So six teams from our division make it. And uh, the top two seeds get a bye. And then the uh, numbers three through six seeds play. Um, they play a series, best of three. So three plays six, four plays five. Uh, and that's best of three. And the winners from those series move on. And, and from there on out, it's pretty standard, um, you know, where there's, there's the next round, which is best of five for us. And then uh, the following round uh, will be the division uh, championship and then you go to the conference championship and then the Calder Cup. So I know it sounds a little confusing, but uh, right now our biggest goal is to try to finish in the top two of our division. And, and that way we get a bye, uh, you get some time off, you get to rest up before, uh, you know, before heading into the first of four rounds. Uh, if, you, if you don't get that bye, you go right into the play in round mm-hmm. and it's just another, uh, another hurdle. But I mean, either way, uh, so us, Charlotte and Providence are fighting for those top two spots and, it's going to be real close. We've got games against Providence left, and uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, who knows? Either way, you know, we're, we're getting into the playoffs, which is the best part, and uh, if we get the bye week, that's fantastic. But if not, you're going to have to battle and grind uh, no matter what. Hey, Tommy, are you still willing to talk to us during the playoffs? Absolutely. Great. Absolutely, especially if we keep doing well. I mean, that's superstitious. we got to keep it going. All right. Very good. Uh, Tommy, best of luck uh, this weekend. It's Fan Appreciation Weekend uh, with uh, your game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton and our Providence on Sunday. Great to talk to you. Best of luck this weekend. Yeah, thanks to all the fans, and uh, thanks to you guys. You bet. Cool. Tom, Tommy Cross with the, uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. Hey, by the way, we've got the uh, the Thunderbirds uh, prize pack to give away four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass for Saturday's game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton and four vouchers good for a free hot dog and soda. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. All that stuff will be yours. Good luck on Rock 102. Great piano from former roadie Billy Powell. 
recently passed away for Leonard Skinner on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Good morning. Congratulations to uh, Rodney Durgan of Chickabee. He is the winner of the uh, of the Thunderbirds prize pack that includes a uh, four pack of tickets to uh, this Saturday's game against uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So congratulations to you, Rodney. Uh, this uh, this week on the uh, on the podcast. Well, first of all, the uh, the the back Stephen Dave podcast available mm-hmm. every single day on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and also on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. But Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Prescott Niles from the Knack. Monday, really excited about this one. Uh, it's, I'm going to be talking to Dave Gregory, uh, the guitar player for uh, XTC, which mm-hmm. some of you may know sure. uh, is a band that means a lot to me personally. Oh, I did and, not know that part. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a really good interview. That'll be available on Monday at midnight on rock102.com. So coming, there you have it. Coming up next in the news, the Mass Pike was closed down for quite a bit yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday during our show. We'll give you the details straight ahead on Rock 102. Now, here's your Western Mass News First Warning Forecast. At PRAuto.com. 8.33. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Yesterday during our show, Bax, the Mass Pike near Stockbridge shut down. Both directions, a standoff between police and a runaway fugitive. It's an Illinois man who led cops on a chase after police approached him sleeping in the back of a stolen vehicle. And that's when things got weird. Apparently it happened around 7.30 yesterday morning at the Charlton Service Plaza on the Pike. Police approaching 48-year-old Kevin Oldacker of Poplar Grove, Illinois. He was sleeping in the car that had been reported stolen out of Biddeford, Maine. I know it's like a multi-state deal here, right? Yeah, no kidding. When the troopers approached him, Oldacker refused to unlock the doors and said, I can't find my keys. I don't know where I put them. In order to distract the officers. Because his keys were basically a... <laughs> We're basically a, a, a screwdriver and a couple of uh, you know, wire clips. Well, not only that, he wouldn't necessarily need the keys to unlock the door. He could just press a button. It's probably on the door itself. Well, you could always do that, I suppose. But he had another plan. His plan was to suddenly turn on the ignition and drive away westbound on the turnpike. Cops in close pursuit while driving the stolen 2011 Mitsubishi Endeavor, Mr. Oldacker, reached speeds of 110 miles per hour, and used some crossover maneuvers in between the eastbound and westbound lanes on the pike. Uh, He tried to do this to evade the police cruisers in Chicopee, and then in Ludlow, and then he exited the turnpike in Ludlow, and then he re-entered the highway, continuing west. I mean, these are some pretty bold moves, right? (laughs) This is the kind of stuff you see in cartoons. Yes. Eventually, he was stopped in Stockbridge because police used one of them there tire deflation devices now is that do they actually shoot something out of the car how does that work i don't know what that is uh i'm not exactly sure but i think it's uh i think it's something that they they throw in the road okay i don't think they're shooting at anything okay so it's like a like some of those spikes that they toss down yes right yes all right well it worked and the car came to a stop but old dacker still refused to get out of the car And there was a standoff with police. There are pictures of that on MassLive.com and other news sources this morning with the cops, you know, pointing guns at the guy. Like, listen, we're serious. you got to get out of the car now. The Mass Pike did finally get reopened yesterday. The suspect now in custody. Well, there you go. See, uh, everything uh, 
Everything worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Honestly, though, uh, you're crossing multiple state lines. You're stealing a, a car. Cops are in hot pursuit. Is this a guy who is, like, trying to get caught because he's he's committed enough crimes here <laughs> all in one day to put him away for a good long period of time? <laughs> Only guilty man in Shawshank. Just saying. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that's you know, he he basically hit for the triple crown there or even beyond that. Yeah. I mean, you know, most criminals aren't that ambitious. This guy... This guy's got some. Uh, this guy's got some real motivation. Yeah. Well, good luck in the next phase of the operations in jail. Holyoke police are still looking for people who robbed one of the stores at the Holyoke Mall earlier this week. Surveillance photos shared by the Holyoke Police Department showing the suspects inside the State Line Video Games store. The suspects allegedly stealing five Nintendo Switch gaming systems and walking out of the store. The consoles have been estimated to be worth about $1,500. That's five of them worth $1,500. Man, I remember when uh, my Atari cost $199, and we thought that was an outrage. Mm -hmm. Well, the photos of the surveillance cameras, the still frame shots, look pretty decent here. I think they're going to be able to find these people, even though they are wearing masks. Can't get away with anything well, these days, especially with the recognition systems now. I think you were talking about that yesterday, where they can just like focus in on your eyes. Yeah, well, they, your, the Face ID on your yeah. on your iPhone mm-hmm. can now uh, can now do that. Right. But you know, the other thing about it is, you know, most of these things are all tied with serial numbers, right? And they're all connectable through Bluetooth. Sure. So, if you try to sell any of these, mm-hmm. there's probably some way that the moment you connect it online, they're going to realize, hey, this is a stolen item. And uh, and also, be aware, if you're buying a game system out of the back of somebody's car, mm-hmm. it might not have been bought in a store. True. Scrap metal dealer Joseph Friedman Company coming clean, both literally and figuratively. They've agreed to pay $165,000 and to make system improvements to settle allegations that they illegally discharged industrial stormwater into a tributary of the Chicopee River. This according to the state attorney general's office report from yesterday. Well, at least they didn't do something really bad like, you know, sell metals from a catalytic converter. <laughs> well, that's true. The majority of the money, again 165 grand, will fund projects to improve local water quality and health inequities that Springfield residents face. So, I guess we win. No, there you go. So, thank you. The win-win. Thank you for doing that, because otherwise we wouldn't have done it on our own. Yeah. Hey, Fez hats and clown outfits, the calling cards of Shriners members, mm-hmm. maybe going out of style here in Western Mass and elsewhere, Shriners Hospitals for Children in Springfield will close the remaining inpatient beds by the end of the year as part of a nationwide evolution toward outpatient clinics. The evolution was explained to the 200 or so employees at the Springfield Shriners facility over the past couple of weeks. The nature of healthcare continuing to change. You know, this is actually a real shame because they do unbelievable stuff yeah. at Shriners Hospital. Yeah, and you know to see them, I you know not close, but you know, to, but to change what they do, I think is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I mean, healthcare is a mess, and uh, but but Shriners has done amazing stuff uh, for kids, and you'd like to see them, you know, 
be able to keep that kind of quality up? Well, they'll probably be able to preserve a portion of that with these outpatient clinics that I mentioned. They'll still be able to do that yeoman work there at those facilities in the future. Yeah, but if you were if your if your kid, for example, uh, you know, were like severely burned, you know, mm-hmm. and he's in, uh, you know, he's in the Shriners Hospital, you know, there's only aren't a whole lot of places that do what they do, and uh, you know, an outpatient thing doesn't serve the same kind of need i mean i don't know exactly what the plan is i haven't you know i haven't uh i didn't see any of the information about what their plans are exactly but Mm -hmm. you know it's a great place you hate to see it uh hate to see it you know change its mission and finally officials in british columbia town said they're looking into options for protecting the world's largest hockey stick you know it's one of those tourist destinations like the largest ball of twine yes so anyway it's being destroyed, this large hockey stick, by a pair of destructive woodpeckers. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen, I was watching this documentary on this uh, not too long ago mm-hmm. about a woodpecker mm-hmm. that would uh, get himself into all kinds of uh, entanglements. Did this and, woodpecker uh, have a name? Yes, he did. Really? Uh, did have a name. It, it escapes me now. But okay. He, he was uh, like a real agitator. Really? Find himself in all kinds of different uh, situations where we're just annoying people you know just like you know he just caused so much trouble did he have like a a, an annoying uh laugh or sound to him or anything like that ironically uh, now that you bring it up yes he did (laughs) how did that sound Max? did it happen it was something like i don't even know if i could really uh, do it something like that Ah, that's interesting don't remember it uh okay i mean i don't know if you've ever seen it but no uh, no <clears throat> Pretty popular documentary. <laughs> well, well, maybe he is the perpetrator behind this event in North Cowichan, British Columbia, Canada. These woodpeckers destroying the 61,000-pound hockey stick. Oh, see what I'm telling you? They just get into so much trouble. Uh-huh. One of the birds has been seen pecking holes in the stick, which means, according to bird experts, that probably it's building a nest or wants to. There must be something that we can do to save this hockey stick. The, the community center tried plugging the first hole with steel wool, but the birds just remo- removed it a few days later. Now, I read up on this, Bax. There is something you could do. You could coat this particular hockey stick in cayenne pepper. Then Woody sure, and the rest of his friends, and I'm just using, that, I'm just using that nickname randomly really? because he's uh, a did, wood. Did you see the documentary as well? No. Uh, but did I, is that possibly his name? Uh, that seems familiar. Huh. <clears throat> I mean, I got, I got, I, you know, I only watched like half of it. Okay, <clears throat> that's enough to get the gist of it. Right. I was too busy waiting for these two talking magpies. Really? Yes. Wow, quite a documentary. <laughs> Coming up next. Now here, this moves to a little later time slot today because Marty Caproni joined us earlier. We've got great sound clips about a meth sheriff's daughter being arrested for meth. <laughs> Also, a bride and a caterer secretly drugging their wedding guests and one of the late-night comedians on the latest developments on Tinder. All that straight ahead on Rock 102. Your home has hidden money in it. A home equity line of credit from month. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 and REM on Rock 102. Hey, it's going to be great for the rest of the week. Uh, 60 today, mid-60s for the remainder of the days this week with lots of sunshine. Uh, you probably heard us about uh, talking about uh, Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. You could win $2,500 in cash, which you could use for uh, putting some relaxation in your summer with 21st century pools and spas, lumber for your building project from Hanshaw Lumber, repairs to your well or putting a water treatment system in your house from Aqua Pump. 
or tree care or tree removal from DLNG Tree. You want to win $2,500? It's so simple. You just go to rock102.com and you sign up. One winner will be chosen at random, and you still have time to do it. It's Pick Your Project, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at daveminerroofing.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Steve still on vacation. He'll return Monday, of course. Clip number one from a wedding. Or actually the aftermath of a wedding. Not mine and not my son dashes that I was at over the weekend in New Jersey, but it was chaos in Florida when a bride and her caterer secretly spiked the food with marijuana as a joke yeah, to the guests. Boy, they're facing felony charges. Here's part of the 911 call from some of the guests who were at the wedding. I feel weird. I I I, I feel like there's some kind of drugs in me or something and I don't know what's happening. Do you know what you took or what you ate? I, I ate the food that was here and I feel like I need some medical attention, please. Yeah, so that's how that went. And then well, one of the guests was talking about it later as well. I feel very violated. I know a lot of people do and it's just not okay. The ambulance and fire truck showed up. There was a young man being checked out by an EMT, getting his heart rate checked. Remember at one point shooting a text to myself, I'm at a wedding, I think I've been drugged, I hope I'm okay. Not knowing if I was going to make it through the night. There you go. Marijuana. Is it, uh, if if they did spike the punch or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. is it okay to return your gift? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. Luke, listen. If you're gonna, if you're gonna drug me against my will, right? You are not getting this cappuccino maker. I spent six hundred hours on. You can just forget about that. Even if it would pep you up after some marijuana. Damn right. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I think you got a good excuse there. And obviously, this is this criminal activity here. Yeah, it's not. It's it's totally not cool. Yes. Now, speaking of drugs, clip number two comes from a Florida sheriff. In Franklin County, Florida. So these are two back-to-back Florida stories, in case you're keeping track. And if you are scoring at home, congratulations. Sheriff A.J. Smith is popular in Franklin County because he gets meth off the streets. Well, his own daughter was arrested for meth charges. (laughs) And she went down as part of a sting operation that he describes. We did a, a control buy with my daughter, and she delivered over two ounces that's when she was arrested. You think I like seeing my child in an orange jumpsuit back in a jail cell? Well, of course not. Sheriff A.J. Smith, Franklin County, wow. Florida. How about that? That's, you know, what good for him, though, because yes. if there's one thing that the kid will maybe learn from is a good <laughs> arrest and time in jail. Good public shaming like this? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Probably being talked about on every single radio station across the country. Yeah, right and now. it'd be plenty of people. What kind of father arrests his own daughter? The father who's got a daughter that just committed a crime. Well, and maybe he was uh, in his last straw, too. It's like he's probably been dealing this with this for a number of years. He goes, let's oh my do God. It. tell you what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to set up a sting operation. We're going to bust her. And then maybe this will be the thing that gets her to come clean, right? Good for him. And finally, James Corden on his late night show with some details about a fascinating new dating app development. Tinder has just announced a new feature called Festival Mode. 
It lets users who are attending the same music festival match and begin chatting up to a month before the actual event. Hmm. Wow. Do you know what this means? People at music festivals will finally be able to hook up with strangers. Never would have happened before. Yeah. Right? And, and isn't it something that uh, the James Corden's audience is laughing before the joke is even told? <laughs> well, that may be a regular occurrence on would, his show. Would, I don't know. Were they drugged from the punch bowl over there? <laughs> Could have been, right? And uh, coming up next hour, in case you missed the Hollywood trash, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, the latest in that case, all straight ahead on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes.